You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Presented by the Salvation Army. Join the fight for good and donate by saying, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army, if you're listening with Alexa. Or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. Drivers wildly overestimate what semi-autonomous cars do. By Jack Stewart. Cars are getting smarter and more capable. They're even starting to drive themselves. A little. And they're becoming a cause for concern for European and American safety agencies and groups. They're all for putting better tech on the road, but automakers are selling themselves like Tesla's Autopilot or Nissan's ProPilot Assist, with the implied promise that they'll make driving easier and safer. And a new study is the latest to say that may not always be the case. More worryingly, Drivers think these systems are far more capable than they really are. EuroNCAP, an independent European car safety assessment group, similar to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety in the U.S., has just released the results of its first round of tests for 10 new cars with driver assistance technologies. It also published the results of a survey of over 1,500 car owners in seven countries, asking them what they believe these cars are capable of. 70% of people believe you can buy autonomous cars, says Matthew Avery, head of research at the UK's Thatcham Research, a Euro NCAP member. 11% said they'd be tempted to have a nap, read a paper, or watch a film while using one of the highway assist features available today. Even though every automaker peddling the tech requires drivers pay attention to the road at all times. It's really worrying that consumers are believing the hype. And it's the hype that's the problem. Driver assistance systems are a blend of technologies, but the two at their core are adaptive cruise control, which uses a radar behind the front bumper to slow down when the car in front slows down, and lane keeping, which uses cameras to spot white lines and adjusts the steering to stay within them. Automakers aren't saying that their cars drive themselves. They often say the opposite. But they are using buzzy terms like semi-autonomous, and enjoying the perception that they're technologically advanced. To see what the cars can actually do, Euro NCAP tested a Tesla Model S, which 40% of survey respondents believed could drive itself, along with a BMW 5 Series, Audi A6, Mercedes C-Class, Volvo V60, 
and Nissan Leaf. There were also a few cars that U.S. buyers might not know or think of as advanced, but in Europe get semi-autonomous abilities. The DS7 Crossback, Ford Focus, Hyundai Nexo, and Toyota Corolla. The engineers put the cars through their paces on a track, testing how well they can avoid collisions in simulated highway driving when unexpected things happen. It stopped short of rating the cars, it plans to do that in the long run, and instead gave each a report card with notes about what it sees as good and bad. The systems on vehicles now, for assisted driving, are really good if you use them correctly, Avery says. But they're not infallible, and the driver has to maintain alertness and be in the loop. That's why the systems that Euro NCAP says are safest aren't the most capable, with flashy hands-off features, but ones that work with the driver cooperatively, without ever seeming to take over. One crucial test Euro NCAP performed is a look at how reliable adaptive cruise control would break when a car encounters a stationary object ahead. This can happen when the vehicle in front suddenly changes lane, revealing a parked fire truck, for example, something that Tesla's autopilot has had problems with. The testers used dummy, deformable, remote control cars, which look real to sensors, but fall apart harmlessly when hit. None of the cars did well at this tricky test, which isn't surprising, as it pushes systems to their current limits as they try to figure out what's a real obstacle and what's a harmless road sign or trash can. Cars, computers, and sensors are great at detecting large metal objects, but if they break for every stationary one, they'd be constantly slamming to a halt, making them near useless. So automakers have to find a balance by often ignoring things that aren't moving. That's a problem if it's a stopped vehicle. The engineers tested the car's lane-keeping abilities through an S-curve. They subjected them to a pothole test, where a driver would try to add some extra turn of the steering wheel to avoid something in the street. This test highlighted the difference in approaches to driver assistance between the manufacturers. Tesla's steering assistance doesn't let the driver add anything. It automatically handed the S-curve very well, even slowing down to make the turns. But if the driver tugged on the wheel, auto-steer disengaged. Mercedes, Volvo, and Audi all allow the driver to gently turn the wheel a bit more and work cooperatively with the computer input. That feeling of being supported instead of replaced may not feel as futuristic, but it's better for safety, Thatcham says, because it's less likely to lead to complacency. And that's the reality of every system on sale now. They are designed to work in partnership with the driver, who has to stay focused and ready to take over. If you use the Tesla correctly and understand its limitations, it's actually a very good system, says Avery. However, if you misuse it, and it's open to abuse, it will lead you into trouble. That's because some drivers don't get those limitations, despite the warnings on the car's screen and in the manual. When it feels like they can take their hands off the wheel, and the car is capable of steering around any object that pops up. It's not, as shown in when a Model X on autopilot was involved in a fatal highway barrier crash in Northern California in March. The other vehicles never let you feel that you're not in control, says Avery. Euro NCAP and its member research organizations consider this an important new safety subject, and are keeping an eye on it. NCAP plans to have a rating system in place by 2020, looking at not just the systems on the car, but also the manuals and advertising materials, to call out how manufacturers are promoting and selling these systems. 
the IIHS, is developing a similar ranking system in the U.S., working with the likes of Thatcham. Avery says some manufacturers are already taking the findings on board. Nissan says it'll review how it sells its ProPilot feature. There is an opportunity here. One of the survey questions asked prospective customers if they'd be willing to watch a training video or do an online course to better understand the functions and limitations of a new car. 78% said yes, which is good news, because these systems do have the ability to make driving safer by reducing rear-end crashes, lane drifting, and sideswipes, but only if they're marketed, sold, and used properly. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.